everyone. Thanks for coming back and listening to the Common Ground Football Podcast. This is episode 22. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. What's going on, everybody? Yo. Another happy-go-lucky edition of the Common Ground Football Podcast. You are correct. The draft has come and gone, and I'm more excited about football than ever. Except for now we're going into the super boring offseason where yeah, there's I no know. football, and it's really, really, really sad for mm-hmm. a long period of time. But at least we got some new stuff to talk about. We do. Like, there was some big event or something that happened over the weekend. A little bit of drafting. It's pretty sweet. They had that gigantic television event, not the one on ESPN, not the one on NFL Network, not the one on Fox, but it was on Facebook Live. Yeah. That was a huge event. We had like 11 viewers. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for everyone who watched. <laughs> I had a ton of fun. Did you I have? had a fun. I had a blast. Had a fun. I had a fun. <laughs> uh, we're going to do it again next year. It, it was great. <laughs> we did have a lot of fun. We had a special guest. We did. Uh, it was. Uh, I, it was our fan that everyone thinks is imaginary but he's not imaginary dennis from ohio he he, uh he called in right and talked to for a little bit when san francisco was picking so that's kind of cool and we're gonna have him back in this offseason when we're talking about uh social media media yeah and how it's ruining everything all right so this is our draft episode we previewed it last week we're gonna actually go through it all this week some you know our teams did some picking there was lots of surprises, not necessarily just our teams, but all over the place. I thought about as this. As usual. Yeah. I thought about this on the way here. Um, how much control Cleveland had over everything. Oh, yeah. With having picks one and four, they were able to dictate what every other team did. And by picking who they picked, which was not what everyone thought they were going to do, messed everything up even more with who they were going to pick mm-hmm. and it did not go the way really anybody thought it was going to go and then it, well except for the giants they're just dumb it all kind of blew up after <laughs> the first pick yeah oh well our boards are trash <laughs> yeah, they're like they picked who uh it was it was nuts and we had a ton of fun calling the whole thing so three and a half hours it was <laughs> yes it was by the end it was dark yeah, my beard grew a little bit. It did. Um, I went from having a J.J. Abrams sun flare <laughs> blocking out most of my head, although my beard was showing the whole time. Uh, I went from that to you could barely see my face. In fact, <laughs> I think the only reason you could see my face was because of how white I am. Uh, are you ready to get into this? Let's do it. You're first. Cowboys, how on earth do you, did they do in the 2018 NFL Draft? I think that they did quite well. Oh. You want to just roll? Want me to just roll right through all of them? Roll right through them. Talk about who they picked, what you think about them. I so mean, we'll we're, go, we're not the news. We'll we're go just, through. We'll list them all, and then we'll kind of jump back and forth. So, go for it. Um, round one, pick 19, Leighton Van Der Esch, linebacker, Boise State. And then on Friday, second round, pick 50, Connor Williams, left tackle, but he's going to be presumably playing guard. Uh, Connor Williams from Texas. And then you had round three, pick 81, Michael Gallup, wide receiver, Colorado State. And then Dallas had two fourth-round picks. You had Dorrance Armstrong, edge rusher out of Kansas, and Dalton Schultz, or I'm sorry, Dalton Schultz, tight end out of Stanford. Round five, you had quarterback Mike White, Western Kentucky. Round six, two picks again. You had Chris Covington, outside linebacker, Indiana. 
Cedric Wilson, wide receiver, Boise State, which you see a theme here. There's a lot of there's been yeah. a lot of Boise State players that have gone to Dallas. Um, and then to finish out, you had Bo Scarborough, running back, Alabama in round seven. Bo's got a cool name. Bo. You started off. You see what you did there? Your book ended in your draft. You started off with a really good name, Leighton Vander Esch. Leighton. That's an awesome name, and I hope that he is a star just because of his name. And then Bo Scarborough. That's an awesome name, too. Scarborough. Scarborough. Yeah, so. Uh, so No, overall, though, I, I was very happy with everybody that Dallas picked. I mean, they didn't do anything crazy. They didn't make any big jumps. I mean, they wanted to at, at times. They wanted to make a jump for Connor Williams, but they decided to just sit there, and sure enough, he was there. So I really like that approach of just hang in there, see who falls to you, and and pick your players. Because the last time, let's I'm trying to think. I think the last time that they jumped up to get somebody was for. I want to say it was for Demarcus Lawrence, and I'm talking about jumping up into like you know like the second or fir- right. or first round. They've they've jumped up in rounds four and seven before, but um, I want to say the last time they jumped up was for Demarcus Lawrence, and the time before that was for Mo Claiborne, and that didn't work out too well. So I do I do like when you just just sit there in your spot and see who falls to you. So Leighton Vander Esch uh, was your first round pick, kind of a surprise to some that that's who they picked. Ranked number two overall in his position. Mm-hmm. Um, Behind uh, Roquan Smith, right? Yeah. yeah. So you were excited even on draft night. I mean, you were like, sweet. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. And, you know, a lot of people were kind of pissed with who who was still on the board when they took Van Der Esch, But he's always been higher on their board. They were always going to take him. If he got to them, they were not going to pass on him. So they took him. But if you want to flip-flop, picks one and two and say they took Connor Williams first and Van Der Esch second. For some reason, when you tell people that they seem to feel better, like, Oh yeah, no, no, that's okay. I would be okay with that draft. Like it's the same thing. You got both. <laughs> you players. got both of them. So shut up. You got two, you got two great players who are going to help this team, you know, for the next four or five years, six years, maybe longer. But, um, no Van Der Esch, definitely a good pickup. The only knock on him as I said, Thursday night was just kind of a one-year wonder so far. Yeah, and he's still he's still learning his his ceiling. I mean, he, I don't even think we, they know what his ceiling is yet. He's still growing into that frame of his, but um, you know, definitely has the the intangibles, the leadership, the things that they look for. Right. Um, no, definitely, definitely going to be a good pickup, and I'm excited to see how how he turns out. And there was a lot of people out there, a lot of Cowboys fans that were saying, "Oh, you know, okay, there's Bobby Carpenter 2.0, which was a failed first round draft pick." And like, mm, he's coming out. He's a lot more talented, and yeah, I don't think he's going to be a bust whatsoever. And then the next day, you had Connor Williams, which was kind of a surprise. I didn't think he was still going to be there, and that happened a lot. You this couldn't draft. have couldn't have hoped for a better lineman to fall to pick 50 and he's going to step in and actually when they announced his pick they said guard 
even though he was a left tackle and he's at Texas. Listed, he's listed on ESPN as guard. So presumably he's going to step in and take that left guard spot. And basically you've got, you know, dang near five first-round picks on that offensive line, not counting Lyle Collins because he was slated to be a first-round pick until the unfortunate stuff happened prior to the draft, which he was completely 100% cleared of. But you got Tyron Smith, and then you're going to have Connor Williams. And then you're going to have Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins. With the depth of having um, Cameron Fleming and Marcus Martin, um, Joe Looney you still have there. So that offensive line went from being kind of thin and in danger of falling apart if Tyron goes out to now you've got some depth. And definitely excited for that. I think I was confused because I thought your offensive line was amazing already. Um, well, like I said, you know, when we first started in the show, they did not, they didn't have a good year at all. It was a bad, bad year. Yeah. They definitely took, but the year before was pretty damn good. The year before was pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with you. Oh, correct. <laughs> well, um, round, round three, you had, uh, Michael Gallup, wide receiver, Colorado state. Is he, I mean, uh, any wide receiver that Dallas was going to pick, everyone was going to jump and say, okay, is is he your Dez replacement? That's my first question. I was going to ask you out of the two you got, which one replaces Dez? No, <laughs> none of these receivers are going to replace Dez. None of them, none of them are, you know, none of them play that way. Just nobody's coming in and going to replace, you know, Dez. I think that, um, well, you already have a super crowded wide receiver room. I mean, Dallas has got like 26 wide receivers, so... Is that yeah. an accurate number? Something like that. Um, <laughs> but no. So, but just going back to Gallup, he's a he's a big play guy. Um, so, you know, solid guy. I'm definitely excited to have him. The kind of the he this guy might fly under the radar, but Dorrance Armstrong from Kansas. So wasn't on a lot of he wasn't high on a lot of boards, and. Um, it might have I might have been kind of a reach, but Dallas is going to do what they're going to do. And they're going to pick the players that they want. So um, the thing with his him is he's got what Dallas has been kind of on this trend of picking defensive ends that are uh, tall and have as you, your favorite word really big wingspan. <laughs> I hate that word. So you look at David Irving. <laughs> David Irving. I hate it. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and now Dorrance Armstrong. They're, these guys are long, and they've got you know long arms. So he's still raw. I watched a little bit of him. He's um, he's got something there that I'm hoping that Marinelli can work out. And if there's anybody who's gonna you know get a defensive lineman up to where they need to be, it's gonna be Rod Marinelli. Um, Dalton Schultz, tight end, Stanford. No, this isn't your Witten replacement because A, Witten isn't officially gone yet, and B, not nearly on that same pedigree. And the thing with Witten when he first came out was, yeah, he was a good pass catcher, but he was a very good blocker. Schultz isn't at that blocking level. He's still kind of – Yeah, his pre-draft analysis says there are concerns about his ability to hold up as an inline blocker. He's, yeah, he's he's still struggling. He's still learning. But So he's Jimmy Graham. But you can always – well, no, I wouldn't even say that because he's not you know six foot six. That's and, true ex-basketball player what is he no he's six five well that's not six six. Oh my god <laughs> that extra inch everyone um it counts so Dal- <laughs> dalton schultz is 
he's just you know another body to add to that tight end room competition gonna see who who rises to the top um definitely a favorite of mine mike white quarterback western kentucky always always draft a quarterback i don't i don't see why you wouldn't draft a quarterback you in have every to. single draft always um right now on the depth chart you only got dak prescott and cooper rush so you know something unfor- if something unfortunate happens to you know dak or cooper in in practice or preseason or whatever you're going to be screwed so definitely taking a developmental quarterback is always a great idea um solid guy he his coaches were his coaches were kellen moore's coaches at boise state and so there was already kind of that connection there and um i mean good value round five see what happens then you had uh chris covington outside linebacker indiana kind of a unknown probably he probably would have went undrafted um when we get to it he he'll be on my on my list but um just a another um i don't i don't want to say it already but maybe i'm thinking he's maybe just going to be a camp body and we'll we'll see what happens yeah. i mean six round pick he was one of our uh, compensatory picks so you know we'll see what happens and then uh cedric wilson wide receiver boise state he's another big play guy um tall can get down the field boise state if you ever watch them though their their offense is just aerial so you watch any of his highlights or any of his aren't tape. they the ones with the blue turf yep oh god yep anytime anytime you're watching them you know he's just streaking across the field um no he's not there to replace des <laughs> but um yet again another wide receiver to add to that room and then my favorite and my pet cat round seven bo scarborough because i love bo. that style of offense just line up hand the ball off and run run him over six one two twenty eight mm-hmm. top end speed so he's He's kind of in your your well. He's a poor man's Derrick Henry, basically, but he's kind of built in that in that same mold as Legarrette Blunt and and Derrick Henry. Um, the big knock on him was health and uh, pass catching, but you know he's not he's not made for that. He's made to like like Brandon Jacobs, who I hated back in the day. But you just hand the ball to him and let him go forward, and that's it. So yeah. third, you know, third and short goal line, which Zeke can run people over too, but. Could you imagine being the defense at the end of the game? You've been fighting with Zeke all game long, and now they've got this fresh Bo Scarborough in the background, you know, in the backfield. Yep, definitely reminds me of the days of uh, uh, Felix Jones and Marion Barber, which Barber was one of my absolute favorites growing up as a kid. I mean, he just would come in, literally would just come in in the fourth quarter and close the game out. Yeah, and it was fun to watch, a little old school style. But uh, yeah, no, I thought I thought Dallas did great in this draft well it only matters that you're happy so yeah that is all that matters <laughs> i called him up and said i, say, I am happy thumbs up man you got my <laughs> approval from wenatchee no def- definitely <laughs> definitely happy i mean they didn't they didn't grab a safety which uh they was you were trying to get one there was one well there was one <laughs> with a certain team that they were thinking about getting and that dream still isn't over yet no nope. we'll see what happens but um there was somebody I can't remember his name, but they were wanting they were wanting to move up to get him, and 
someone had already grabbed him, but um, there was a couple of really good safeties we'll just, in that draft. We'll so. just roll with uh, uh, Marquez White and Gavon Frazier and Jeff Heath. Um, they did grab a um, DB safety as an undrafted Cam. Um, oh, what's his name? Let me look it up real quick. Look it up, man. Uh, Cameron Kelly, cornerback, San Diego State, 6'2", 206. Um, and, you know, he could he could surprise some people and, and um, you know, make the roster. So we'll see what happens. But um, in the draft, you also had some transactions happening. So um, Dallas traded a six-round pick for Tavon Austin. Yeah, I saw that um, from the Rams. See, when, when, when did Tavon get drafted? About four years ago? Tavon, look him up. I know he was a first-round pick out of uh, West Virginia. Uh, 2013. Okay, so still young, first-round pick. Granted, he's kind of a, you know, he's just a speed guy. So you're going to have to, your play calls are going to be probably specifically for him. But, I mean, a six-round pick for him? Why not? Yeah. I mean, why not at all? Um, a lot of people were thinking maybe this was, okay, now they're going to get rid of Beasley because, no. you know, Switzer they just drafted last year. And then just a few hours later, um, Dallas trades Ryan Switzer to Oakland in exchange for Jahad Ward, who uh, defensive tackle that they really wanted two years ago. So it was definitely weird seeing Switzer being traded already but um once you brought in austin who's who is a true kick return punt returner you know they had the capital to to make that move so well like you said why not if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out yeah i mean six round pick yeah you can get one of those a million other ways yeah no (laughs) definitely definitely excited for him k rain man Definitely, definitely excited. Definitely, but overall, I'm really, I I would lean towards a B plus. Oh, good B plus, good solid B plus. I think if they would have, um, I'm thinking if they would have taken um, uh, a rusher, pass rusher in the first round, and maybe, and you could have probably still gotten Van Der Esch in the second round. And then if you were if you were really wanting Connor Williams, you could have, you know, given up some picks to move up to grab him. I mean, you can a million different ways that things well, could have worked yeah, out. Yeah, you can say that about after any draft, yeah, uh, any year that oh they you know they could have gotten that guy if they just waited yeah a little bit and you know they got who they got when they wanted to get him and they're experts they're the ones sitting in the room with their draft boards and they got all the names and. Mm-hmm. And when they're top guys available and, you know, and I look at it this way and it'll, I'll, I was going to mention this when I was talking about the Seahawks because your draft is the same. It's not a bunch of gigantic names. They're not guys that we they're, instantly know. I mean, you got some high ranking guys in there, but they're not like everything else. And everyone's like, oh, well, you're not taking the, the, you know, the highest performers. But when you think about it, let's look at a team that does that year in and year out because they suck. Mm-hmm. And that would be the Cleveland Browns who pick top 10 like the guys every they, they year pick top 10 for like the 
past 10 and, years. And where are they? Yeah. So it's not always these highest rated, look at us, we got Baker Mayfield, congratulations, woo! Like, it's not... I think he will be good for I them, think, I agree. And we both agree that the Browns are going to be better than they were the year before, but still, you can't sit there and go, oh, well, our picks, blah, blah, blah. Right. You just don't know. Right. So cool well i mean there was a in well sorry so in the first round you know people so when they picked vanderesh you still had um a lot of people liked will hernandez they really wanted yeah. him um but the cowboys came out and you know and they said they had some concerns with him learning picking up and learning the playbook and his pass protection isn't isn't that good compared to connor williams who you know his um Last year he was hurt and kind of had a down year, but the year prior, I mean, he was outstanding. Probably top top two, I think, rated uh, tackles in the college football. Jeez. So, you know, he's a, and he's a smart kid. He's a big kid. Um, I'm just really excited to see how he fits into that offensive line. So your one dislike and your one like, if you had to pick one. For both ends, what 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 would it the be? The one, the one, the one like, oh my god, that's awesome! And the one, boo. The one, uh, well, like I said, <laughs> the one dislike I guess would be Covington, linebacker, Indiana. He, you probably could have just picked him up as an undrafted free agent, but then again, you know, at that point, I was I'm not sure who was still on the board, so I don't know. But I'd say my favorite is probably going to be Connor Williams. Why? Because I love linemen. Wow, that's really personal. I love lamp. <laughs> it's really personable. No, I love linemen. Something Seattle knows nothing about. Hey, 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 hey. Very true. So, <laughs> you are correct. You are correct, sir. No, he he's just. If you watch his highlight, I mean he he's just a nasty in a good way kind of player. I mean, like, um. You know, watching his highlight or and watching his tape, it's like, all right, I'll uh, I'll take that pancake with a side of bacon. <laughs> I mean, he's just it's going to be so exciting to watch. You just like, I mean, for you and I get it, and I would like linemen too if I you know had some. Um, but with your running game, it's a it's a must. You got to have them. And you're you like the offense when it's working on all cylinders, and it's working on all mm-hmm. cylinders. It means your run game's going, and if your run game's going, that means your offensive line is doing what it's supposed to be doing. So I can see where you would be all excited about that. Yep, and being reminded by watching All or Nothing how awful and how terrible the Atlanta game was, I, it's just going to be so nice to have. Tell the uh, tell the Dallas fans who are listening, because where we actually do have some. Uh, this all or nothing just real quick before we move on to the hawks you watch the whole thing what'd you think should everyone watch it everybody everybody should watch it especially if you're a cowboys fan if you're a football fan you should watch it uh all or nothing it's on amazon prime it's eight episodes power through it it's it's awesome granted it's you know it's filming of all of last season you know the outcome of last season which wasn't what everybody wanted but still it's really well done um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. You would as a Cowboys fan. Oh yeah, I'll probably watch it. 
Oh, it's, it, it's, I mean, it's good. And like I was telling you, just the way, just how it's produced and just how it's shot and everything. It's, it's really nice. All right. So Dallas fans, Amazon prime, go check it out. It's got uh, Anders stamp of approval and that's big. It's huge, huge, so huge. So, all right. Anything else you want to add to Dallas's draft? Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, excellent. Let me try that again. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, we're we're trying new effects here. That's that's fancy, real fancy. So what about um, what about the old Seahawks? The old Seahawks. Let's hear. Let's hear about their. That uh, was their one draft. Of the, that's one of the problems is that we were the old Seahawks. <laughs> I, I you asked, so I'll I'll tell you. So one oh, one other thing. Um. You know, we've had this exodus of, you know, Orlando Scandrick and Dez and, you know, players last year. And um, over the past, I would say, four years or so, Dallas has gone from one of the being one of the older teams to now definitely one of the youngest teams. So it'll be it'll be exciting the next two, three years to see where this team goes. So that's Seattle, just, I'll just end with that. Seattle's going the same direction. You got to get younger. We We talked about this in the last episode and probably other ones, too, that Look at what New England does. Right. They never sign that third deal. They dump the players. Yep. Unless your name's Tom Brady, you can get out. They don't they don't or Nate Solder. Yeah. Who's now gone, but yeah. yeah. But they don't make those commitments and they get younger. And if, you know, New England, of course, is all of a sudden getting told that they won this draft. That's no. awesome. <laughs> and we're all like, No, that's ridiculous. What are you doing? <laughs> grab my drink ah he's thirsty everyone all right so the seattle seahawks my team had a draft we weren't sure what was going to happen they were originally picking at 18 right before the dallas cowboys and we're doing our little draft show there and it's pretty fun it's pretty exciting i had a blast and uh, we're coming up on 18, and we're sitting there, and sure enough, the big question was, are they going to trade? The original question was they were just going to trade out of the first round. Trade out of the first round, grab more picks. He didn't have any twos, second or third. Get out. And so they traded the 18th away and instead got number 27. So we had to wait even longer. So then it still was, well, who are they going to pick? Are they going to pick a defensive end i was convinced it was going to be a defensive end 100 percent convinced i was wrong dead wrong dead wrong and i should have listened because a lot of other people out there that i respect and listen to all the time said it was going to be a running back and i thought eh, i just don't see john and pete drafting a running back in the first round and lo and behold rashad penny out of san diego state his number was called. He's now a Seahawk. He's going to be good back. He, uh, at first I was kind of like, what the? <laughs> As is usual with I, any Seattle picks. I, and I, yeah, and I think I probably said that on the show, like, what are they doing? Uh, and that kind of the whole, as we read Twitter after each pick, we weren't allowed to be on it <laughs> until. The pick happened, then you could read it. So you're reading through everybody's reactions, and everybody's reaction was the same thing, like, um, who? 
Mm. Huh? Like, well, he's good, but and then all the puns came out. All the- <laughs> there were so many, and they were good ones. I liked a bunch of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, you know what? After watching, I've, I've watched since Thursday. I've watched actually watched some film on him, and because I don't watch a lot of college football, I just don't. I watched the Cougars and the Huskies because I'm from up here in Washington State. I watched the Huskies win a lot of games. I watched the Cougars lose a lot of games, and I, I don't watch a ton of other stuff outside of that because you know what? I have DirecTV. And you know what DirecTV likes to show? sec <laughs> so i get to see a lot of alabama alabama vomit so a uh, a running back out of san diego state I, I don't you know yeah ranked fifth at his position um big back and uh, uh 2248 rushing yards in 2017 23 touchdowns uh he's after watching it now i'm pumped like i'm excited for him mm-hmm. um, as long as he stays healthy that seems to be the weird thing with any backs that go to Seattle. They get injured. Um, if you think about it, Seattle needed a running back. It's been a failed experiment with whoever they put back there since Marshawn. Yep. Whether it be Thomas Rawls, Eddie Lacy, Carson, Fred McKissick, Ta- uh, all these crap, guys. What's his name? The guy from Buffalo. From Buffalo? Yeah. Which one? Um, crap. <laughs> Anybody they put back there. And a lot of that, of course, we blame on the offensive line. Oh, hold on. No, let's you're, let's you're figure trying, out his name. You're trying to figure out his name. Uh, Christian Michael. No. You got. Oh, his name's leaving. He played at Buffalo forever. That was Marshawn Lynch. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Marshawn was only there for three years. That's forever um, in football life. I'll look it up. <laughs> look that up because I don't know what you're talking about. We'll say it and I'll be like, oh. Oh, Yeah that guy uh he he only came came in on third downs we had a lot of those (laughs) and a lot of them were not successful um so yeah i actually really like the pick now that i've had some time to think about it oh i don't even count that who uh and i think that uh you got john clayton who says that maybe he's not going to be a uh a starter because we still have carson's on the roster mckissick's on the roster um but john and pete must have really liked what they saw and they decided to grab him right there in the first round so uh seattle that's maybe your new running back uh so they jumped down into the uh third round and got uh a defensive end rasheem green out of usc Meh. <laughs> <laughs> actually uh he's with with averill probably not gonna play you lose Michael Bennett. Um, this guy could be a good, a good one to stick on the line with Clark. Solid rotation. Yeah, and uh, ESPN said he's still a developing player, but he's got raw talent. Um, I'm I'm excited for him. I like. You could tell that what they were doing in this draft was getting back to what their regime was because they were run the ball on offense and be mean on defense, and they got away from that. Mm-hmm defense was always still you know pretty good but offensively it's like they kept trying to make russell wilson something he's not based on the weapons they put around him you bring in graham and of course you're going to try and you know make him be more of a pocket passer and all this stuff and unfortunately if you're not going to put a really good offensive line in front of him pocket passing just ain't gonna work it's all for not (laughs) it's just not gonna work so um rasheem green i think that's he's ranked number three at his position and 
you know i was okay waiting this was like you said well you could flip-flop those and and it would have been like to me made more sense i've been like oh awesome yeah that would have been great like i would have totally had they and that's when they first picked penny i'm like wait a minute why he was gonna with who was still on the board uh especially if they would have stayed at 18 sony michelle was still on the board nick chubb was still on the board darius geist was still on the board there were bigger names still on the board and the other teams below them that were going to grab a running back weren't necessarily going to go after Rashad Penny. Right. So I kind of sat there going, well, why didn't they wait till a later round and grab a defensive end? And then, of course, they grabbed their defensive end in the third round. And I'm thinking, well, they could have flip-flopped those, and that would have been great. But, again, like you said, they have them. So yeah. <laughs> who cares? They're going with the guys that are on their board and that yeah. they liked. So uh, the next qu- – so and then this whole thing, we're, we're waiting for uh, Shaquem Griffin everyone's waiting where's he gonna go i was waiting yeah you, every, everybody where's he gonna go i really wanted of course for him to be picked by the seahawks just because the story and everything else and i thought for sure um their fourth round pick that you know it's at number 120 overall that this would be, that would be a perfect spot he was available um i'm like this is where they're getting him he was why not grab him right now and instead they grab washington tight end will disley he's got a stupid name uh disley <laughs> this is probably my least favorite of this entire draft they just brought in dickerson as a tight end mm-hmm. you still got vanette i i get why they went after him mainly because he's a blocking tight end but you lost graham and wilson though. i know but i've got two others this to me either they have no confidence in vanette and what he can do which i thought vanette actually showed a lot more flashes of greatness than jimmy graham did sometimes last year um but i i I mean i know why they did the the big thing on will disley is that he is a blocking tight end right and something they absolutely did not have in jimmy graham and so i i understand it but is he really like fourth round i mean now it doesn't matter because you know in the next round we grabbed griffin anyway but still i sat there when they made that pick and i'm like why and he goes he's a husky and i think the huskies are stupid so <laughs> shots fired <laughs> that's really why i did it sorry dennis from ohio i know that's your team i'm a husky fan it's your team too yeah gross so you're a dallas fan as you wait as you sit there and wear purple as you're da- hey <laughs> this is not husky purple this is just purple yeah moving on <laughs> i feel like you don't want to talk about my draft jerk and then the story of the draft the right story here. of the story of the draft it really really is Shaquem Griffin um it's unfortunate I mean it's great that we got him it's unfortunate that he fell as far as he did because I thought for sure there was no way that he was going to be around in the fifth round right he was going to go in the third maybe late third very early fourth and they got him at 141 and that was just shocking and I don't want people to sit there and go and think this is like a sentimental pick like oh this is uh we're you know seahawks or it's just a cool story it is a cool story it's an amazing story but the dude can actually play football he ran like a four three something yeah as a linebacker yeah and he put that prosthetic like thing on and did the bench press no he's he's he's, all over the field he's amazing and so yeah the story of him being now being reunited with his brother 
and and they're going to be on the same team and how excited they were and how the dude didn't even was originally not even invited to the combine right and everyone thought that was ridiculous and he finally gets invited and he shows off and and he's amazing what he's been through in his life where he is he just wants to play football he came out and said immediately right after the thing he's like i'm just gonna do whatever it takes whatever they want me to do i'm just i'm i want to play football he was a and two-time defensive player of the year too yeah he he's he's awesome but i just want to make sure that fans out there don't ever don't let it get in your head that it's just for the story because although it's cool he actually is going to be a kick-ass player on this team mm-hmm and the I, w- story's I really gonna be wanted secondary him. i wanted him oh yeah i mean it had been amazing wherever he went he was gonna be good and it was awesome to see that once he once he was picked i mean regardless of team there in the stadium everybody cheered everybody was yelling for him yeah so that no that was definitely cool i love how he wasn't so he wasn't even there when they picked him he was in a hotel room mm-hmm. <laughs> and the story is that he went in to use the bathroom. Did you see this? Uh-uh. He went in to use the bathroom, left his phone out, and his brother's in the hotel room with the family, and he sees a 425 number come up on the screen and knows what that number is yeah. and literally runs into the bathroom and tackles his brother on the toilet <laughs> to tell him, you got to take this call. You got to take this call. And there was John Schneider with the call and uh, to get picked. And then he, so he ended up going back to AT&T Stadium um, to get his moment on the stage, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's an awesome story, and I really hope uh, you know Pete says he's going to be a weak side linebacker. Um, you know, KJ Wright is our starter, so on that on the weak side, um, I I got to believe that in in camp Griffin's going to play himself into maybe not necessarily starting role, but he's I mean I don't know KJ Wright. I hope it doesn't mean anything bad for him but it's exciting no it'll it's like i said watching him i mean he is literally all over the field i mean all over it making every tackle on special teams he's flying down the field so no he's definitely going to be a good player for seattle and i'm definitely jealous sorry buddy that's okay and (laughs) then there and then speaking of brothers there was this dumb tweet that came out that said oh uh, you got um, Shaquille and Shaquem Griffin on the same team. There's no other team that has that. And then just the mountain of comments like um, Rod and Jalen Smith with <laughs> Dallas. And then um, people don't do their research when I, they tweet. I, I can't. I can't remember. There was at least three or four sets of brothers that are on teams, and um, this guy kind of kind of got egg on his face and he was a reporter too oh he was a reporter yeah that's a no-no i don't remember his name i don't remember who the other who the other brothers were but i know as being a dallas fan that uh rod and jalen smith are in fact brothers (laughs) well that guy's an idiot (laughs) (laughs) i mean do your research dumbass yeah don't throw anything out there like that Especially on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, people are going to attack you and instantly call you out. Uh, Social media. Dumb. Uh, All right, so moving on from the cool story, the rest of the draft. uh, Round five, again, they picked five picks later at 146. Uh, They grabbed Trey Flowers out of Oklahoma State, who played safety in college, but the Seahawks are going to convert him to a cornerback, which is interesting because they they finally signed Maxwell got a deal done 
So they didn't necessarily – it wasn't one of their higher needs now to go after a cornerback. Um, but this guy is 6'4", 202 in his wingspan. <laughs> Let me guess. 33 and a half. Ooh. Was I close? You were close. But it's that little extra. Three, like we talked about 33 earlier. and three-quarter? 33 and seven-eighths. Ah. Get those exact <laughs> – in there damn it so he fits the specs of what seattle looks for in that position because it's all about the wingspan everybody um so i mean Any, you know what i think of every time i hear that you remember birds you no know, you remember <laughs> remember growing up everybody who actually not everybody just anybody who was either a sports fan or michael jordan fan had that poster of yeah. jordan with his arms out yep. palming each ball that's when i hear wingspan that's what i think yeah of. i see that i could see that throw it back to the 90s Wow. I remember the 90s. <laughs> Those were good times. Um, I mean, I like this pick. It's kind of weird. I mean, played safety. They're going to convert him, yet we've got – we signed Maxwell. Got At least Don- you know he's he's you know versatile. Yeah. We got, if you need to move him back, you can. Yeah. So, But we need we need depth at that position. So, Especially if you lose one. Yeah. So with, with you know, Sherman gone and um, – you need some depth. I would assume that our – I mean, it's going to be Griffin and Maxwell. Those are going to be your starters. But then you got, what, Dante Johnson and um, – Mike Tyson. Justin Coleman, um, Thorpe, DeAndre Elliott, and then Mike Tyson, yeah, and uh, Akeem King. Um, so with the depth that they need, that's fine. And then uh, the other scratch-your-head question mark of what the bleep are they doing – I was, you know, the the late rounds of the draft are hard because you're running around, you're doing things, and uh, Saturday, when it's a big day here in Wenatchee, there was a parade, and uh, four through seven were on Saturday, and so I'm trying to pay attention to my phone and look at everything, and I all I saw was that they traded up, and I was like, <laughs> the, the what? <laughs> Why would they what? So when you trade up, you're usually going for a player that you're super afraid is going to get yanked by another team and you desperately want them. Mm-hmm. Is punter usually the position that you think of for a trade up real quick to grab a punter? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, He's arguably the greatest punter in college football history, though, Brian. Hey, no, that's the thing. So he's the punter we're talking about michael dixon out of texas that's who they picked and it's confusing why are you trading up for a punter i i still don't understand was he gonna get your next pick was at 168 was he really gonna get picked i mean i don't know (laughs) but he's australian so that's cool and uh he is (laughs) seriously um a really good punter like he is super good but you don't draft and the thing is they're talking about how uh him and john ryan are going to compete john ryan's a fan favorite everyone loves him i don't like him i think he's a punk <laughs> why he's just a punk he's a little girl too <laughs> he's got isn't he the one that went after the the defensive lineman he's like he was trying to act all tough and then the lineman like turned around to come after him and he kind of like no who was that no who was that ryan that was like who was that ryan's like ryan's built more like a he's got more muscles than you and me combined 
Yep. He's he's huge. Okay, even if that wasn't him, he he's was not all, scared but of he anybody. Was st- he was still the one that threw he, the threw the friggin' fake uh, fake punt with his eyes closed. But it was a touchdown. Remember? Oh, good for him. It was a touchdown. And his eyes weren't closed. He was just making the most ridiculous face <laughs> on the face of the earth. That that picture will live forever in Seahawks lore. No, I don't like John Ryan. Well, I just don't. Anyways, uh, yeah, not anyways. to get sidetracked. So uh, he won the uh, Ray Guy Award last season as the nation's top punter. Uh, so even they're talking about how he's going to be competition with Ryan. Why would you draft a punter if he's not going to be the guy? Right. It just seems like it's a bummer, but I think Ryan's got like two years left on his deal. Um, but the Seahawks would save $2 million against the cap if they release him this year. So um, he's nearing the end. He's 30. Ryan's 36. I mean, it would make sense. just seems weird you're going to trade up and grab a punter, but whatever. I don't make the They really calls. liked him. I don't make the calls. I like him, but why are you trading up to get him? I don't know. That's just dumb. So Dan Bailey went undrafted, and Chris Jones, their current punter, went undrafted. So there you go. Come on. We know Bailey's a stud. Uh, Jamarco Jones, offensive tackle. They finally grab an offensive lineman. Waited until round five. Round five. <laughs> Uh, a lot later than many observers expect the Seattle to add a defensive lineman. The three picks in round five should have been just offensive linemen. All of them. Just all of them. The whole draft, actually. I would have been fine with that. But they did bring in quite a, quite a few in, uh, as undrafted, though, right? Quite a few, and they yeah. always do. Yeah. And that's, and they'll, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to find, hopefully they'll do what they normally do, which is find at least one little star out of all that. So, um, Jamarco Jones, he's from Ohio State. Um, he's gonna go at left tackle. Can I can I read this real quick from absolutely uh, Oprah? So, um, Mark Dulgarian. Sorry if I butchered the name. Uh, Jamarco Jones analysis. It took Seattle five rounds to finally address their dire offensive line needs in this draft, but they got a quality player in Jones. <laughs> well, okay, uh, <laughs> it's true. That's not what we were all thinking. Uh, Dwayne Brown is who their starting left tackle is, and we you know he's a star. He's great, uh, but he's only got one year left on his deal. So this could be kind of a depth thing for the first year, and then maybe uh, we know in 2019 they're going to push. If they don't make the playoffs in 2018, we know 2019 is going to be their big, here's our return. Right. So maybe not pay a player like Dwayne Brown money and let him go, uh, and then you've got his replacement lined up maybe. I don't know, but uh, he's he's a good player. <laughs> yeah, like you said, but they got a good player. <laughs> Jeez. I can't wait till you get to pick seven. Can I say his name? You absolutely can. All right. Uh, so, and we're almost there. Uh, number 168 overall was another uh, good player. Linebacker. Out of Temple. Jake Martin. So, uh, he's a uh, weak side end of their defense. Fast. 4-5-9. Yeah, he, he tested really well. Yeah. Uh, speedy, speedy guy. And... Um, he had eight sacks, 11 tackles for loss last season. He's uh, 236 pounds, and he's got a wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> I think all players have a wingspan. But I, I have a wingspan. Do you have a wingspan? Yeah. I do, too. We should measure wingspans one day. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Waiting. What's his reaction going to be? Nah. 32 and 5 eighths is his wingspan. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, who cares? But great. And uh, so that'll be good. I'm excited for that too. And then you, so you want to say the name? Yeah, because just uh, he was. This is one of my favorite names in the draft. So uh, seventh round, two hundred twentieth overall. Go for it, Alex Magoo. 
Sorry, what was that? Alex Mago. <laughs> Quarterback. I, Florida International. Well, well I was just going to say, and, and much like Dallas, Seattle has no quarterback depth. So they need to be bringing in quarterbacks. Come on, man. I have like, I have three quarterbacks on the roster now. Four. Yeah. And, with Alex and, Magoo. And Magoo has every chance to take <laughs> we this, have to make the sure backup he, spot. He is always, it's not just Magoo. It's Magoo. 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 Um, like you said, you have to draft a running back. Or excuse me, running back. You have to draft one of those too. But <laughs> quarterback, you got to draft one. Yep. And they waited till their very last pick to grab one. And um, it's going to be because they've got Austin Davis and Stephen Morris already signed. So it's going to be a good little battle in camp for the backup job um, to Russell. Um, or or maybe Magoo comes in and Magoo. maybe he's so just damn good. Maybe he just kicks Russell right out of the starting job. Huh? Maybe that'll happen? But, yeah. No. It could happen. No, 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 no. Um, so they got a quarterback. When he throws a touchdown pass, the good old um, Steve Rebel goes, Magoo! <laughs> it's uh, it's quite possible. I hate Steve Rabel. <laughs> I thought you loved Steve Rabel. No, no. Sorry, buddy. I think Steve Rabel's kick ass, man. Cool. Um, I think overall, at first, you know that it's weird. That first night, I was so I didn't know what to think. I was kind of I was kind of bummed out because I hadn't researched the players a lot, and and that's why I don't like giving the grades right off the bat. Like, oh, dude, what the hell, man give them like a freaking d plus man well and, and gr- draft grades are they're stupid you know whatever i mean they're just like the mock drafts they're just what i mean whose mock draft was right exactly exactly <laughs> but i mean you just i don't know grading a draft is just, just silly you don't know what you're gonna have well that's the and, thing is you're basing it, it off of college and stats le- and what somebody thinks and about at the least player. three to four years you can maybe look back and see, okay, you know how'd that go? That's what I think they should be doing. Is it should be more of a okay? Let's look back at the 2016 draft. But again, it's just more things to write. Oh, yeah. and more things to put out there. So it's that being said, I give them a B. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, a B. I give them a B because you know what? It actually you gotta gotta trust that process, man. Gotta trust that process. Uh, these guys are paid, John and Pete. Man, they're paid big bucks to do what they do. If this draft doesn't work out, they're both going to be gone anyway because there's so much pressure on them to pick the right players and have this draft work that uh, I got to believe that that's what they're doing, that they're picking good peeps. Yeah. So um, I give it a B, and and they did. They signed a bunch of of undrafted free agents. I'm not going to go through the list. There's a, did Dallas grab a bunch? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you? Is there anybody notable on there? So, well, like I said, I, I, I'm liking this Cameron Kelly. Yeah. cornerback safety san diego state um we they did bring in another san diego state player um david wells tight end 6'6 256 the big boy wow um joel lanning linebacker iowa state dequinton osborne to defensive tackle oklahoma state um i love having just like with offensive linemen i love just defensive tackles just keep bringing them in keep bringing them in you don't know who's going to make the roster but having that depth, I mean, especially, I mean, like a 300, you know, 300 pounder, be able to play the one tech. Um, yeah, you got to have the depth is so it's, it's for those two so positions. Important. I think people forget how important it is. You can't have the same guys out there every snap. You got to have, 
one, it throws off your offenses because they can't. All of a sudden, it's a different line. Yep. And and two, I mean, if you, I'm sorry to use my team as an example, but if you go back to the Super Bowl win, the biggest thing in their defense that was so good was their depth because yep. they could just that rotation. Oh, and it was just never ending, and they just kept rotating guys in and out. And and if you look at the Super Bowl itself, it was a, it was it was perfect to see it right there. Peyton Manning had no chance. Mm-hmm. So it's important. So you're right. Load them up. Speaking of Peyton Manning, I saw this stat that was pretty interesting. What if I told you that in 2012, the Colts offloaded Manning and drafted Luck? Okay. In 2012. Oh. Since that time, Peyton Manning has thrown more touchdowns and won more games than Andrew Luck. Isn't Uh, isn't that a weird stat? It's a – Wow. Well, Captain Andrew Luck needs to uh, get better. He needs to uh, <laughs> saddle up. That's amazing. Yeah. I saw that today and was like, well, that, that's that's crazy. I, I If you just said that back when he got drafted, no one would have believed that. They would have all thought that's just, I mean, Luck's career has been nothing. Literally. Nothing. Yeah. And, it's, and that's, of course. I mean, he had, a, he had his great rookie year yeah. along with Griffin. And then... The second year was okay, and then it just—I mean, just injuries and not at all what they what they anybody predicted. Which is definitely so. And then that's so that was one of my favorite picks in in the first round was Quentin Nelson going to Indianapolis. Um, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, <laughs> Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, Notre yes. Dame, Notre Dame has been putting out. I mean, for offensive line talent, that's where you go. You either go there or you go to Wisconsin. But Quentin Nelson is—I mean, some in some circles is rated higher coming out of college than Zach Martin was. And Zach Martin's, you know, been an all pro and made the pro bowl every year since he was drafted. So definitely like that pick for Indianapolis to help take care of Andrew Luck. I I, I like him. I want him to do well. He's such a, he's such an interesting character. He's got that pituitary gland issue as I, as I like to call it. (laughs) His voice. (laughs) It's, He's such a unique, like he's, and he seems like a really, like a cool dude. Like yeah. he's one of those guys you could just like sit there and talk with. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's been a bummer that his career has not gone at all. He's got skill. Neither of the, neither of the one and two pick. No. Griffin or Luck. Nope. At least, yeah. I mean, at least Luck is still, of course he didn't play a lot last year at all, but at least Luck is still, Griffin's not doing anything. Besides so back up to Joe Flacco. Flacco. Once, uh, once Lamar Jackson shows up. I was going to say, uh, once Lamar's in there. Uh, but anyways, um, this isn't the uh, Colts no, show. No, this is not the Colts show. Uh, although we do love ourselves some Captain Andrew Luck. <laughs> um, that was a highlight of Thursday, getting to read the Captain Andrew Luck tweets. <laughs> um, all right, so the draft as a whole, <laughs> we had a bet. What was that bet, Brian? Well, um, we bet who, what position was going to get drafted first overall. You said quarterback. And I said running back because I did not think that. Well, I thought for sure that Cleveland would plan it out where um, this is going to be hilarious. I just achieved my stand goal and yet I'm sitting here and I have not moved. You've been doing this. Good job, Apple Watch. Been doing this when I'm talking about draft. Hooray. Anyway, so I did not, I thought that Cleveland would fit. I really honestly thought draft a, a running back and then at four, grab your quarterback. There's going to be plenty of them left. Um, nope. Nope. So I lost. Uh, Baker Mayfield, which still, 
it's a good thing we didn't do names because I don't think you would have said Baker Mayfield won. No, I said at the time that we would have done it. I think I said Josh Allen, but I may have said Josh Rosen. One of the Joshes. Yeah. No, nobody thought. Remember. Nobody thought until the rumor started circulating that about, day, about thirty-six hours before yeah, the draft. Nobody thought that that was going to be Baker Mayfield. But you and I both liked the pick, mm-hmm. and we both think that Cleveland's going to do well. I said Cleveland's actually going to surprise everybody and get in the playoffs. You don't think that that's going to happen? But no, I no. I'll say I'll say six or seven games, which is a big in, in uh, increase from you know zero. <laughs> One win would be an improvement, <laughs> for sure. Um, so then New York, so so I lost. So I owe you a steak dinner, and and word, and that's going to be fantastic. I make a mean steak. Um, and then the next pick. So we agree on the first one, and then we both are puzzled at the second on what the hell the Giants are doing. I don't think Eli Manning the his decline is a fluke. I think he literally is almost done yeah and it's because of that oversized helmet (laughs) (laughs) and trying to hold that thing up yeah you try and hold that thing up it doesn't work it's heavy so but they picked they took saquon barkley yeah he was there and he's the best running back in the draft but really why yeah they 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 should have i mean i mean i don't know with sam darnold sitting there the one thing that i that i struggle with this is so they took an all-world running back with an old quarterback. Dallas did the same thing with Zeke Elliott. Romo was still the quarterback, and they were like, okay, we need to get – we're going to get Ezekiel Elliott, and now you're going to have – Romo's not going to have to do everything, and Zeke's going to carry a lot of the load. That's kind of what they're going to be doing with Barkley. But New York didn't doesn't already have the offensive line that Dallas had in 2016. Right. And then obviously we know what happened with Romo that year, but still, that's but why still. they took. That's why they took Elliott. So I see why, but without that, that um, without having that offensive line already, I mean, who knows? Because they didn't draft a quarterback until the fourth round. They got that Kyle Lauletta. Kyle, uh, Kyle Lauletta. Well, and here's the other weird thing. So there was a. That same Zeke draft, there was a quarterback taken in the fourth round. Oh, was there? Oh, what well, there was. Who was that? Tell the people. The current starter. Oh. Mr. One Dakota, Rain Dakota Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> didn't know his name was Rain, did you? No, I sure didn't. That's uh, interesting. Rain Dakota Prescott. Wow. Um, so, I don't know, but still. It's puzzling. I don't know. I don't know how many years Eli's got left. But also, but also, maybe they didn't really like any of these this year's class of quarterbacks, as far as first round goes. They didn't like Sam Darnold. They didn't like Josh Allen. They didn't like Josh Rosen or Baker Baker Mayfield. Well, well Baker was going to be gone because he picked already. That's true. My so, bad. Yeah, but there are plenty of other ones. Lamar Jackson. You didn't like him. I mean, there was lots of choices there weren't a lot of i'm i wrote down here you know is there any one that just jumped out of you as as like super surprised i think the whole like top 10 was kind of like i was i'll tell you i'll tell you one i was surprised with i was surprised with how far down 
I mean, originally he was supposed to be top 10, top 12 pick, but Ridley found uh, fell all the way down to 26 to Atlanta. Yeah. So now you have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Have fun. NFC South. Yeah. Um, Vita Vea. I mean, I guess he could have gone. He went at 12. He could have gone a little sooner. Um, but you're right. We kept waiting. We were sitting there waiting for where Ridley was going to go, especially after you guys, because it was kind of like, oh, was Dallas going to pick a receiver? And is it going to be, you know, more? Is it going to be Ridley? And then when you guys went with Vander Esch, mm-hmm. then it was like, okay, well, now where are those two guys going to fall? More went at 24 and Ridley went at 26. Yep. And I think that, um, you know, during the show, I kept saying Derwin James, Derwin James. But I, I think even if he had made it to Dallas, I think they still would have taken Vander Esch. Yeah. All in all, I mean, it's first round is a lot of money and a lot of pressure on all these players, and they got to perform and they got to, you know, the pressure's on the players and then the pressure's on the team because mm-hmm. the team, they thought highly enough about them to pick them, pay them first round money, yep. and your fan base now is behind you saying, okay, that's our first round pick. They better be good. Then you're in a position like me where my team, our, he was not even first round, but he was our first pick. Right, at, I might as well be first round right after it, and you got Malik McDowell not playing at all ever. So there's just lots of pressure all the way around, and and I hope all these guys succeed. But there's unfortunately the way it works, not all of them do. So here's a here's a little tidbit, Ooh, I completely like tidbits. undraft related. So uh, Bill Jones, um, he's a local Dallas guy. Source confirms Jason Winton was not at Cowboys voluntary workout today. Uh, quote unquote, when I pulled in the parking lot and saw his spot empty, I said it's over. It's probably the first time in 15 year career he's been absent. Wow. So there's signs pointing that he's done. He's going to go. I like, and it's crazy, uh, Witten to go into the booth. Um, I guess I saw him on, on some NFL coverage in the, in the postseason. He did some stuff, and I thought he was good. Gruden's shoes are going to be hard to fill and Monday Night Football, and if that's where he's going, which is what it sounds like he is, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that just – it just I, I guess I have to see it first, but just ESPN must have really liked it for that to to replace what Gruden did with that, unless they're going for something – and with McDonough gone, maybe they are. They're going for something totally right. different. I don't right. know, but it just seems a little – I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. More to come on that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So uh, – your city, I thought, did a great job. I thought that uh, the stadium was an awesome was, setup. I would have loved to be there. Oh, it was freaking amazing. And it was, yes, it's a giant football stadium, but the way they shot it, I never felt that it was the giant football stadium. It felt very intimate and like, like a theater. Yeah, and, it was like a venue. It was yeah. really cool. And with the outside stuff, I thought it was awesome. So, mm-hmm. No, definitely. I'm going to, that's going to hurt, but <clears throat> good job. Dallas. No, good job, Jerry Jones. I can't say that. <laughs> let's not let's not go overboard here. I, I can't say that. So and it and it definitely I mean, it killed in ratings. I saw that. didn't ESPN say that their even the, the Saturday coverage yep. was ridiculous. Yep. And ESPN of course blew everybody else out of the water when it was on many networks. Uh, we were forced to watch NFL Network. I don't know why. It's weird. Nothing wrong with that. It's strange. I didn't get to watch Kuiper and his hair. Bummer, dude. But uh, but yeah, no. 
it got crazy good ratings. So that's awesome. It's good for the sport. Heck yeah. This uh this whole we're not gonna watch the NFL no more. Really? Because a lot of people watch <laughs> a bunch of people bunch, reading names. Bunch of, bunch of draft. I saw that tell me what you think about this. We're we're we gotta wrap this up here, but uh I saw this post today and it was a brilliant I think I think it was Mike Greenberg from ESPN and, and he said it's it's a brilliant idea. You got the commissioner that comes out there and he gets booed constantly. Right. Every time he walks out on that stage, he gets booed. Oh, I, I know where you're going with this. It's and it's almost to the point where it kind of like I don't know. But it, it hasn't only been him though. No, it hasn't, but it's still like I don't know. You had the you had the case this year where last year was in Philadelphia, so you had who the the um Oh yeah, I know we're gonna get to there. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna get there. Okay. So but anyway, so why not? It's already such this gigantic spectacle event. You and I sat outside on your deck with our entire setup and a camera on us mm-hmm. and talked for three and a half hours while the first round of the draft was on and millions of people around the country are watching it. It's such a big event. I'd say you take it. I agree with him. You take it to the next level, get Goodell out of there and get a host in there. You get a big name and you treat it like an award show. Since it's be, since the draft has become a spectacle, might as well go that way. Right? Yeah. So you get a big name out there. It's, you know, depending on what city it's in, maybe somebody that's well loved by that city. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine last year? In Kevin, Philly, you had Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart out there. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Hart's out there drunk. He's your host, plastered out of his mind. <laughs> Stands up to all the players' waist. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, because you know what? Because you got to give the hugs. So <laughs> as they come on to the stage, I just think you might as well go ahead and do that. Um, you're going to have the booze no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but Goodell going out there and every single pick getting booed. Um it took away it takes away from the the he was bringing people on stage with him and you know he was doing that as a let's see if i can get them to stop because he thinks it's funny right and well they and they asked those they asked oh, the yeah. cowboys legends player and they go yeah we kind of knew it wasn't going to work and we were like man that's okay that's all right we know they're not booing us yeah but um no what i was going to get to was so obviously since last year the draft was in philly and you had drew pearson do his thing oh yeah and that was awesome it was it was great I get goosebumps when I watched it. So you knew that that was going to happen this year. And not only did it happen with Philly trying to outdo Dallas, it was just about every team trying to take little jabs. But I got to say, David Akers, that was the worst absolute. That was so bad. It was, it was, it was laughable. It wasn't good. He, I mean, my son, who's two, has a deeper voice than he does. And he's out there trying to say what he was trying to say. Oh, and he messed it all up. And he messed it all up. And like, dude, you didn't even win a Super Bowl with Philly. So just shut say, up. Just say the name and get off the stage. You are a douche. <laughs> you, you feel better? I feel good. I, I 100% agree with you. It was, it was, it could have been funny and it could have been awesome. But he sucked. It was awful. It, it was, was awful, and and made who was it the year before? Drew Pearson. Yeah. So that was awesome, and I heard both of them today while I was watching, listening to Sports Talk oh, Radio, yeah. and Dan Levitard show again. They were playing both of them, mm-hmm. and they said the same thing. It was just like, uh, "Where's your <laughs> game at, bro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Which one here sounds better? Come on, uh, you knew it was going to happen." 
Oh, yeah. Teams don't. I mean, it was all in good fun, but still, Acres, you're a douche. Yeah. <laughs> Teams don't like Dallas. Fans don't like Dallas. The, the whole reason we're doing this podcast is my fan base hates your fan base. Your fan base hates my fan base. I don't like your team. You don't like my team. Like, it's, and it's Dallas in general. Like, the people just hate Dallas. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of a, and, and it, I'm sitting, but I'm sitting here complimenting you. I'm like, hey, good job, Dallas. It was awesome. It was good. It was so, great. It was let down by the parrot, though. Do that parrot. So can I go back and say what my one dislike? <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Absolutely was that parrot. That was hyped up to be like, oh, the parrot's going to come out and make the pick. The parrot didn't even say the name. <laughs> I know. It was like a wasted. Yeah. <laughs> what? It was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, look at that. I got a parrot. That's amazing. Stupid. You're let down, just like the Buccaneers in general. Giant let down. Um, all right. So that's our draft talk. That was still an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um, it's exciting to go from here because now you got this giant list of you got the drafted guys, you got the undrafted free agents, and rookie camp, mini camps, and rookie mini camps, and all this stuff that's coming up. You got you got the chance to see these guys in action, and then uh, it, it's really cool when we get to the season and these guys they draft to come in, they make a big difference, a big impact, mm-hmm. and and then you sit there and you go, oh, that's why they drafted him. Yep, right there. We need to, um, you know, I, I talked about it for the past few years, and I really want to try, but I want to go to training camp this year, you know, Dallas's training camp, but we should go to Renton. And go see, over to VMAC? And go over to VMAC and check out Seattle. I'd love to. If you want to go, let's do it. Let's. Brock Heward told us if we go, he'll come on our show. Yeah. Brock, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if I'm you down. are, let's do it. Um, oh. I've never been to training camp, never in my life. My wife, she's been. When they were over in, in Cheney, she'd go. That's cool. I, I've never been. So, all right. So real quickly, because uh, now the question is going to be, where do we go from here? Because that's kind of the last hurrah of the uh, – it's it's part of the 2018 season, but really it feels like the end of – because now you sit around and you wait. Nothing. May is kind of an empty month. June, it's an empty month. So just want to let everybody know we're not stopping. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep recording episodes. We've got lots of ideas. Um, but if – you out there in our listening audience have any subject that has to do with football or star wars <laughs> <laughs> but mostly football that you want us to tackle on see right there uh, tackle huh good for you you almost fumbled it <laughs> <laughs> i need a little bum bum sound good grief you're a pun master gotta tell you what He's got skills, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, so if you do have any ideas or any subjects you want to tackle, do it again. Um, Dennis from Ohio, he's going to join us for the social media one. That was his idea. Um, please send us a message on any of the social media networks or on the website, wherever. There'll be short little episodes, but that's kind of the plan of what we're going to do. And any big news that pops up, we'll, of course, discuss it. Earl Thomas, that saga apparently is not over. I uh, didn't really have time to talk about it, but... Uh, you guys want last minute offered a third round pick i guess so go believe yourself (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's like a desperation hey uh got a third rounder you sure you don't want it huh i uh, the value of connor williams as as a second round i wouldn't have given that up no i agree but Uh, we're not gonna get into that no yeah but earl's a seahawk i'm sorry for now yeah for now well yeah for now he still doesn't have a deal no, he doesn't, but he's going to play with that one. Anyways, okay. we said we weren't going to talk about it, so. 
<laughs> why are you so bitter? Yet we keep talking. About why are you so bitter? I'm Calm not, down. I'm not bitter. Uh huh. Anyway, um, all right. So as always, just asking you to please share with your friends, tell everyone you know about uh, our this lovely little podcast, and uh, rate and review us. Always. What else? I've talked a lot. I need to shut up. I think this is your show too. You need I, to talk, man. I, I think we're good. <laughs> wow, that's it. No, again, thank you to everybody who watched our live feed. It was a blast. We will do something similar again. And who knows? We may even start recording these episodes. I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to utilize our YouTube channel and throw these on there. Now that we got this thing down and we can like do the whole thing without right. stopping. Yep. Instead of before where it'd be like, crap, cut yeah. <laughs> every five seconds. Um, yeah. That's what he said. Thank you. It was awesome. The comment, the commentary. Well, we had a great time. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Check us out on Twitter at Common Ground FBP. Um, I'm at Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan. You. I am at Andrew Guzman CGP. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Common Ground Football Podcast. Uh, the website as well, Common Ground Football Podcast.com and Instagram at Common Ground FBP. Where can you listen to us, Brian? If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, thank you. But don't forget, you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Tune in, Google Play, on the website. We're now on Spotify, uh, pretty much everywhere. Yep. I have Googled Common Ground Football Podcast and found us in some weird places. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um, so, yeah, that's the show for now. Thanks for tuning in. Um, good luck to all of you guys and your teams, Cowboys, Seahawks, all that good stuff. Uh, until next time, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.